Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back. I appreciate you listening. We're taking inventory today, just like at a store. They would take inventory to make sure they have sufficient stock of things that are important to other people. Make sure they're not running out of stuff. You probably do it at home too. Open up the refrigerator and say, all right, what do we need? Um, or I don't need that. Well, I'm get, my, get rid of that. Doesn't really, uh, doesn't support my, uh, my diet, whatever it might be. Have you done that with your life? Have you taken personal inventory? We're going to look at that today and how impactful and important it is for you. And to help us do that, a guy who has created an amazing wellness institute that's dedicated to wellness by making healing a lifestyle. And they do it through all different ways, hypnotherapy, um, lectures, traditional therapy, counseling, and lots of other modalities, even proprietary modalities this guy is working on. He's amazing. Dr. Will is back with us from the Washington Wellness Institute. Will, how are you? How's it going? Oh, I'm feeling so, so good. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the uh, holiday season coming up, and I just heard uh, Mariah's Carey, Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas, so I was like, I guess it's time. So I, I guess the season, the season is here right now. <laughs> Be prepared, because you're going to hear that song a lot more. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It, yeah, and it's such a, you know, a positive time that we're getting into. Mm-hmm. But there might be things in your life that maybe don't support you or maybe you don't have enough of that you really should introduce into your life. This whole personal inventory thing, as soon as I hear those two words, I get a visual right away mm-hmm. of of stuff. Yeah. Let's put it that way. What's what's your definition? Yeah. How does it look to you with, when you think of personal inventory? Yeah, for me, for me, a personal inventory is the foundation of holistic wellness. It is how we should be looking at the way we see health, mental illness, change, transformation, and it is truly how we start living our lives and at the institute that is really our foundation like without this personal inventory our company really doesn't exist Steve and um, when you look at our company uh, icon our company logo you'll see that it has nine squares and it's like a Rubik's Cube and we are a combination of that wellness we all are hmm I never thought of it that way wow Mm -hmm. interesting look right away when I think of personal inventory I think of people yeah you know, which, you. which ones which ones are still relevant, still belong, and still, I guess the best way to describe it, deter, deserve your attention, um, and, and which ones don't. And it almost sounds kind of uh, egotistical, but somebody said to me like three years ago about some people in my life, they don't support you anymore. And it was, mm. it almost felt dirty, like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, they don't belong anymore. Things have changed. Life has changed. There's a different direction. Um, mm-hmm. So they, I, I took inventory and uh, removed them from the refrigerator, so to speak. <laughs> and I love how you said that because the truth is, is that when we get to a place where we realize that these people don't really serve who we're trying to be or who we are, we're, we're talking about a lot of things right there. And so in the, at the Institute, when you think of personal inventory, people are going to be in each category. So let me explain. There, is, there are eight different ways to look at your own health. You have physical health, 
emotional health, family health, social health, educational health, financial or occupational health, spiritual health, and environmental health. So these specific places are the fabric and the blueprint of your life. You interact in all different eight spaces. And in those spaces, there are people. And we don't realize how people really affect the health of each category. I call them health modalities. So there's a physical health modality, family health modality, social health modality, mental health modality, educational health modality, financial, occupational health modality, spiritual health modality, and an environmental health modality. And so each one of these has your own world in it. You have your own world in each one of these. And there are people that make that world alive. And how you have the relationship in that world will determine how you're really looking at your holistic wellness. And personal inventory has to break this apart. It has to be broken apart. Mm, wow. Um, it's very impactful when you put it that way. Yeah. It's and like energy everything. Energy changes. Energy changes. And energy changes it. And so, like, let's say you're really into the, the, the physical health category, right, the health modality. If you're working out really hard, working on nutrition, and, you know, you're working really hard on that, if you work too hard on it, you might miss out on family health or you might miss out on your financial occupational health. And so there's a balance that has to happen to make this really come alive. Hmm. It's, it's challenging when, I'll just give a hypothetical, if somebody's in your life and there's a lot of good stuff about them, but they also have a lot of baggage, if you will, they got a lot going on, how it can really bring you down and now you're in the middle of deciding, well, what do I do? You know, do I cut back on my interaction with them? Do I literally cut them out? Uh, Steve, I, I hate to say it like this. So I call these SBAs. Um, an SBA is what I call um, people that are, are, are around you because of success by association, where their livelihood or their um, willingness to be around you or their, their ability to tolerate and deal with you because of the success that you might come with or the success that you might um, encounter because of your hard work. And so they tolerate you and do just enough to be around you to benefit from it, but not enough to truly support who you are. Hmm. Or you may be so good for them, like you're mm-hmm. maybe you're their rock, maybe you take care of things, maybe whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's, you know, for you some benefits like just, Whatever you just you know, it, it's it's a positive thing, but it's not. Companionship looks nice, you know. Yeah, the, someone has someone there, right? The, the scale is tipped. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how do you make that decision? That yeah, it's time to time for them to go, or time for uh, you know for you to cut back on maybe your interaction with them. Unfortunately, this goes back to our talk about purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we I hate to say it like this, but you have to ask yourself, do they, do they, are they here because of what I'm doing or because of who I am? And you can find that out by asking one simple question. Go. <laughs> I'm waiting. You ready? You ready? I'm you waiting. <laughs> it's one simple question. The question is asking, is asking, is asking them, what do, what do you want to be known for? Ask them that simple question. What do you want to be known for? So you're saying ask them that question. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And when you ask them that question, hear about how relevant it sounds to your life and how different it sounds to your life. Because 
you'll understand that someone's just occupying space or if someone is supporting you. Hmm. Wow. That's an interesting, it's an interesting question. Yeah. What do you want to be known for? Wow. <laughs> you got me thinking. Um, like, don't start losing friends now, Steve. Like, like, like I wasn't trying to do that to you. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It's 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 very relevant, and even you know people, and and it's all different categories. I I I could imagine with most of us, you could probably put people into five different categories, if not more, in your life. Like, oh, what are they doing mm-hmm. there? You know? Oh yeah, and that's and that's what the health modalities are so great is because you know, like I have a friend that I work out with, but we don't, um, but we're not in the same environmental health, but we have um, different financial. Um, jobs, but we, but so we share the physical health and the mental emotional health together. So we fit two of the categories. So it's like, okay, cool. I have someone that fits two categories of my health, and I may have one person where they only fit one spot. And sometimes if I put them in categories that don't really make sense, the friendship kind of changes. And so it's understanding where are your friends in your spaces in your life, what are they doing in the aspects of your life, and do you understand? your own boundary of, oh, this is my physical health and my friend is good for physical work. Like, do you understand why they're there? Because a lot of times, you know, the convenience kind of overcommits the quality. And I have to tell all my relationships all the time, hey, I choose quality over convenience. Mm-hmm. Quality over convenience. And, and, we don't, when we, and when we start using convenience over quality, then we start suffering in our relationships and then we have a really misconstrued personal inventory. And it could be a situation when you, you you say convenience. What I get immediately from that is maybe it's somebody that, uh, you know, a friend that's always available. They're always available. You know, you, you, uh-huh. <laughs> you make it one point where, uh, yeah, I'm free tonight. What do I want to do? Uh, well, let me call insert name because uh, uh-huh. I, I know they're going to be around. But is it really the best supportive type of relationship? Oof. Yeah, and 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 I and I and I had a teenage client the other day, and they were like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I, I you know, I I love this boy, I love him so much. I'm like, why do you love him? And like, and like, oh, he gets me Chipotle every Thursday, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. The convenience. I was like, you love him because he gets you Chipotle every Thursday. That's the reason why. I'm like, we have to we have to change how we're how we're looking at convenience and the quality of a relationship. It's very convenient you get Chipotle every Thursday, but that doesn't mean that the quality of your relationship is where it needs to be in life. Sure. And it, so like, we have to take that, that difference. And what, what, what's in return? Like, okay, you, know, you have to look at it that way. And what are, mm-hmm. those, what are those things that you suggest, Dr. Will, to look at? Like you said, there's you know, five different things. Can we look at those? Like, let's say you're taking inventory. Somebody is hearing this or getting inspired. They're thinking, "Hmm, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that." What are yeah. the things that we should really be looking at? You did mention the things before as it connects to your health. Is there any? Mm-hmm. Is there something deeper, or is that it? Yeah, I, I, the, the, I think unfortunately the foundation has to be simple. So you have to ask yourself these three simple questions: What am I doing great at? What am I working on? And what can I get out of? I call it the hill, the valley, and the hill. And the mountain. Sorry, it's the hill, the mountain, and the valley. So the hill is something that you're working on. The mountain is the thing that you've achieved, that you feel great about, that gives you good vision. Mm. And then the valley is the thing that 
you're really having trouble getting out of. So apply that to a person in your life. Oh, I'll apply it to myself. Um, currently, right now, I feel on top of the world having, you know, d- being done with school, having my Ph.D., touring and traveling and playing music with my great friends. Um, and so it's giving me the energy I need to really look at my, my dreams. Um, the hill I'm working on is making the Washington Wellness Institute a worldwide um, support system for anybody that wants to look at healing differently. Um, and then my valley is uh, making sure that I am financially keeping consistent so I can keep doing the things I love to do. So I'm working on that. I'm trying to get out of something, but also I have this wonderful thing that's keeping me mindful about my own vision and dreams. Hmm. You you are you give us a lot to think about. You really do. <laughs> Appreciate that, but yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Nobody else. But it, but it's not so deep that you're like, what did he just say? It's it's practical to apply, especially with the hill, the valley, uh, the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, I was talking about applying it to people, but you can apply that even to a job. Exactly, and and, and I think that's and when you think about even a job, you know, it's like we all we all have a mountain a valley, and a hill. All those things are all in our lives. And sometimes just recognizing what is truly what will separate that because we jumble up so much life that we don't have to take time to slow down, internalize, and talk. I, was, I tell my, my interns right now, I tell them, when, when you become self-aware or when your client becomes self-aware, sit, S-I-T, slow down, internalize the conversation, and talk. When you can slow down, you can process what's really going on and then speak what your needs are and what you're aware of. It makes the connection to self so much more beneficial, so much healthier, and becomes so much more purposeful rather than motive-based. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, it's almost scary if you really start digging deep into it. You may be weeding out a lot of people in a lot of situations. Oof. You, oh, you sure do, and 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 it, and it gets scary sometimes because when you when you are truly in the thick of what you're really supposed to be doing, it gets lonely. It gets it gets lonely, Steve. It does yeah. because you feel like because you're so used to you're used to people helping you, you're used to people being around you, and and you think and you're being conditioned to think that when there's more people, that means it's a good thing, and when there's not enough people, it's a bad thing. We, we've run that, especially with social media, right? You know, if I don't have enough likes, that means nobody watched it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the truth is, is that you are, as long as you see yourself, people will come around you. People will see your light if you see yourself. You ring the will bell with what you just said. Yeah. And, that, and that goes back to what you said earlier in terms of the, the quantity. Yeah, you could have a ton of people in your life, but if they're really not mm-hmm. adding a lot to your life, and it's mm-hmm. just, they're, they're just placeholders, they're just filling time, uh, kind of what's the point, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and, I, and I, I love the torch analogy. You know, like when you got to, you know, you're, when you're a torch, you give light to the situation that you're in. But then when you're also someone that gives a torch to somebody else and you pass the torch down, you're not losing your light. You're actually extending how far you see because those people are carrying that torch and walking away, which means that the, the light is going to spread. And so, like, a lot of us are sometimes afraid to let go of that torch, you know, because we're like, oh, I won't be warm anymore, or I can't see. And, but it's actually, 
you're actually creating a bigger space of insight for yourself. And so there's a lot of fear in taking that personal inventory mm. because we're afraid of what that light may require us to do afterwards. But the light and the torch, these things are, 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 are symbolism of duty and obligation. And sometimes when you take a personal inventory, you're not ready for that duty and obligation because you haven't had time to slow down, internalize, and talk. You haven't had time to sit. And so it's important to understand that this hill, mountain, and value experience is all-encompassing this torch of duty and obligation to who you've always been for yourself or who you need to be for yourself. Yeah. You know, I've just got... A visual too, in that when you, you let's say let's say there's you know, a fair amount of people in your life, it, you look at it in terms of value, like money. Wow, you know, I made this money. I have this. I have this in front of me, meaning people. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not the right kind of money, not the right kind of people. And now you mm-hmm. have to give it away because yeah. you've realized that. And now it's like yeah. I just, I, I, I'm going to. I got to let go of it. I got to let, let go of what I think was value. Um, and like you said, for a lot of us, it can, be, it can be a lonely realization, a temporary one. Temporary. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and it's, it's like you got to weather the storm. Let me let, me let go of that. I'm, I'm in the water and I'm, and I'm floating and everything's good. And I got, you know, I got floats around me, i.e. people, but they're really not good. Uh-huh. I mean, some, some of them, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're, maybe they're inflatables and they're taking on air, you know, air is coming out of them. <laughs> well, success by, SBA is success by association. They're, they're successful because they're around you, not because they're with you. Yeah. And then you let you them know? go, let them float away. Mm-hmm. And you might sink a little bit. You'll come back up. You might sink a little bit. You'll come back up. And then eventually you'll swim to an island that's full of a lot of great people. Wow, man. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because the truth is, is that there are moments in our lives that we have to accept that what we believe in has nothing to do with anybody else but ourselves. And, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's delusional. It's delusional. So it's clinically delusional to believe something you know that doesn't exist but then still act like it does. And, and, it's, and it's important that we don't lie to ourselves because that's hurting our internal selves. And a lot of times this personal inventory has to fight through your own lies to get to your truth. And, and, and it's scary to live in your truth. It's scary to live in your passion because when you're living in, in passion, you're time traveling. You're, you're literally being the thing in the past, future, and present at the same time. And personal inventories are a real grounding or an anchor to how you're going to be floating and how you're going to be sailing. And you don't realize it when you're delusional that you're crushing yourself. You don't even know you're doing it. Ooh, you don't know. You don't know until, until, you, hit the, until you meet the end of it and you're like, what happened? Yeah. You're like, what? What just, like, why don't I have the same availability? Why don't I have the same power as I used to have? Because you never had power. Yeah. You realize you didn't have what you thought you had. You never had that. Wow. <laughs> That's another interesting thought. Like you, because mm-hmm. you're delusional, and I, we don't mean that in a bad way. You never, whenever you hear that word, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they use it in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> there's a negative stigma to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting, and and you don't realize it until I guess you uh, you mm-hmm. hit you hit the bottom. Yeah, and, and honestly, the thing that stops you is that we we all dissociate. People think of the word dissociation as like a, like a psychosis. Yeah, but um, a trauma response. It's typically you dissociate. You're, the mind and body disconnect so you can either over-rationalize 
or you over over internalize or over express yourself. It's usually one or the other, typically. And so, like a lot of times when we're met with stress, we dissociate into who we should be in the moment because of things that the thought of fear or the thought of rejection or the thought of abandonment, rather than actually living in the truth of like I wasn't enough in this situation and I need to reset. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you're nailing lots of stuff and I hope it's resonating with, with, with others. Cause it's definitely, it's clear for me, um, yeah. lived a lot of it. Uh, and, and totally yeah. the images come clear when you speak about it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm, then there's that, then there's that. Um, mm-hmm. but the delusional thing is really important. I feel because you think, mm-hmm. you think it is one way, but it's really not. Yeah. And and one one great example of that is the is the celebrity effect, right? It's like back in the day, you know, especially in the '90s when you just like love these celebrities and these artists, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, they're like these cream, they're like these athletes, and it's like, oh my gosh, these, they're these gods of people, they're so unattainable. And then nowadays, you see like some of your favorite athletes like arguing on Instagram with like followers, and you're like, wow, like, oh, or they make posts, and you're like, oh, really? You think this way? Oh, you're a human? Yes, yes, they are a human. They are a human <laughs> being, <laughs> and they're people too. They, they, you know, and, and, it's, and it's crazy when you can re- recognize, like, you were delusional to believe that they were something un- unattainable or they were someone that was, like, above all this or above us human interaction. And it's like, no, they're human just like you. And, and so it's just like they've just excelled at their purpose or they excelled at their skill or gift in a way that was able to be supported by, you know, major networks and these things and images, you know, but these are human beings and they have to go through their own work, which is why I do a lot of work with CEOs and um, a lot of, like, AAA artists because I want to make sure that they understand the humanity that they need to continue in their gift and their passion and their goals. They have just as much susceptibility and fragility as anybody else. I'm sometimes I'm skeptical, uh, having seen things and around things that, you know, when somebody does a social post and they're high profile, right. Um, mm-hmm. is it really them or are they paying somebody? Right. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, there's one person who was posting and I feel the energy because sometimes there was a typo. Sometimes uh-huh. it was just a random thought. Uh-huh. And you know who that person, you know who I'm talking about, is uh-huh. <laughs> Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would look, and I never I, I never looked at his feeds, yeah. but, but after he passed, I did. And it was like, uh-huh. wow. Like, he's, yeah. he's he seems like just a regular grounded dude. And every once in a while, he'd have a little fun and push his book, you know. Oh, yeah. In, in, a, oh, yeah. in a fun way. Like, yeah, I went to the beach, and uh, I was hoping to see somebody read my book, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was cute, but I feel yeah. it was him because it had typos. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, if somebody was paying somebody else, that wouldn't be. Um, yeah. You remind I, me, I, I'm sorry, that. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, please go ahead. I love that. I just love that, the fact that that's the reality of it, yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned this song, but this is this is our homework assignment for today. Ooh, I love it. Song is by Jackson Brown. Mm-hmm. Came out in like the mid-70s. Wasn't a hit song, it was an album track, but... The lyrics are like insane to speak to you of what we're talking, a lot of what we're talking about today. It's called The Fuse. The Fuse. And look it up. 
Okay. Jackson Brown. Um, it, basically, it's talking about your life. And you were lost in the mystery, but it really wasn't there. And it's like, forget what life used to be. You are what you choose to be. So there's manifesting right there. I uh, love that. And, and basically, the, why is it called the fuse? Uh, because time runs like a fuse, and the fuse is burning, and the earth is turning. So, yeah, check it out. Ooh, I, I, I love that. I love that. It's. I'm not talking. The song for me, I think, is great. I think he's a great writer, uh, a great singer. The music is good, and at the end, uh, it he really talks about. Oh Lord, are there really people starving still? And he got mm. pans back when the song came out because it goes into a beat at the end, and people made fun of him. Like, what does he think? It's like a disco song because disco was kind of big at the time. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. He just kicked it up. Um, at the end, but I'm going to check back with you because I really want your feedback on that song. Oh, I can't wait! I will follow up on you on that. And and also, we got we got to do the Washington Wellness way. We don't we don't give homework anymore. We, we give we, we give quests. You go on a quest. Sorry, we give, Sorry. We give quests. We don't give homework. We give quests. I, I can't believe you said that because it was about 12 years ago. I hooked up with a celebrity on a website that was metaphysical, uh-huh. and you know what the website was called? Huh? Infinite Quest. <laughs> I love it. Infinite exactly. Quest. We we don't because homework ends. Homework is is only for the moment. Right. Quest is a journey. We love the side quest. Well, you know what? I agree with you a hundred percent. So change it into a quest because the homework does end. The quest doesn't, and the fuse is burning, and the earth is turning. See what I'm saying, my brother? And <laughs> there you go. Uh, you have such great insight. If somebody wants to connect with you, anybody on your team, how do they do that, Doctor Will? Yeah, they go on to WashingtonWellnessInstitute.org, and you can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. We take anybody. Yeah, and uh, your energy is unlike anything I've ever experienced, and your insight is the same. I appreciate it. I live, breathe, and sleep this. This is my life. So I have I got nothing else but the love of humanity. Yeah, I love you, man. And by the way, you're the king of symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'll have to put on a T-shirt. I'll have to do it when I'm You are. Like, I thought I was, you know, I, I speak in uh, analogies from time to time. Don't even try to, but you, you definitely do. And uh, and it's great because it's all about visuals as well. Uh, I appreciate you, and, and thank you for being here. Look forward next time we get together. Of course, be kind to yourself. Yep, you too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. 